Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Everybody, welcome aboard. Let's get started. Here we go. Hello. Well, good afternoon, Brother Elvis. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. <clears throat> Everybody, welcome aboard. We're going to kick off today's marathon. We're on Monday through Friday, new time, 10 a.m. Eastern till 1 p.m. And uh, we're going to start it today with. Pastor Elvis Newhart. Today is Thursday, July 20th, 2023. Brother Elvis is coming from Lower Saxony, Germany. Welcome back, Brother Elvis. Yeah, hey, thanks a lot for having me here, Shannon. Would you like to open us in prayer, and then the mic is yours. Yeah, why don't we do that? Yeah, Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, we just thank you for today, Father. We thank you for 
the multitude of your bir- uh, of your mercies and your daily benefits that you load upon us, Father. We thank you for that. We just cover the broadcast with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. We bind off and br- we bind up, break off and cast out all distraction, destruction in Jesus' name, Lord. And we ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, just to help us and guide us through and to open our understanding so that we can understand the scriptures in Jesus' name. Amen. I say amen. Brother Elvis, we got an hour today, and I'm going to throw it to you. Take it away, my friend. Wonderful. Well, let's use that hour. Well, praise the Lord. Welcome in, everybody. I'm Pastor Elvis Newhart from the Church on a Thousand Hills in Lower Saxony, Germany. And today we're going to be talking about uh, AI. Is it the new tree of knowledge of evil and good? So anyway, but you know, we read all the way back at the beginning of the Bible, and we see way back in Genesis, I believe chapter, it starts in chapter 2, goes into chapter 3, in the book of Genesis, we see that Adam and Eve were in the garden, and in the garden were two trees. One tree was, well, uh, there, there's a mention of a tree of life that's there. And we know, and we also realize that there is a tree of knowledge of good and evil that's also in the garden, and that's the one that God said, you know what, you can eat of every tree in the garden, just don't eat of that tree there. And so what we see is, it's so much here too, there's such a proclivity, and we see these one of these first patterns right here in the beginning of the Bible is, you know, you got the tree of life there, right, you have the tree of life. And then you have the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And what was the one that the serpent drew Eve towards? And it was it was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, of course, the story came there. We can read on. And so let's read this here. In Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, it said, And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise... She took from its fruit and ate uh, from its fruit and ate, and she gave also to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now, if you go back and look at this, we know what happened after this. Sin enters the world; we all died. And the thing was, it was just based on good decisions, good human reasoning here. And if you notice here too, is that this is how the devil lures us, tempts us, brings us into everything. You know, because she saw that the, hey, the tree was good for food. What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. It's practical. We saw the practicality. Number two, that it was a delight to the eyes. And that's just one of the doorways where it's like, hey, it was a delight to the eyes. And Satan still uses that door today, too. Things delight our eyes, and we're drawn towards it. Okay, but and also that the tree was desirable to make one wise. And that's very interesting, and I kind of equate this. Now, we're going to equate this today with, yeah, one of the first artificial intelligences there. And uh, because, you know, there were all those good things there, there was just that one little, uh, there was that one little caveat that was there. God said, don't eat from that or you're going to die. But now notice what the serpent came and said. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. If you eat this, you're surely not going to die. Uh, you're not going to die. And as a matter of fact, uh, it, it, it almost, what he was basically saying there too, he goes, well, you're not going to die. Well, it wasn't the tree of life. There was no guaranteeing for living for uh, forever from this. And the thing was, it was just a separation from God. 
here, uh, you know, when they ate from that tree. But, you know, they thought they were doing good. Hey, it was good for food. And we noticed today all the great things they're doing for food and that it was a del- delight for our eyes. Yeah, and that can be good and that can be evil. Right? And the tree was desired to make one wise. And we noticed there, too, it's why the tree is called the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And you notice there, there might have been some knowledge of good there, but, you know, that's not the one you know, it's like all the benefits get hung out there, but then evil is lurking behind the door somewhere. You notice that? And it's like, hey, good for food, delight to the eyes, and it was desirable to make one wise. Now, those are good things. It's just the evil part that was behind that there that got us all into trouble after this happened, right? So let's look at this here, too. Now, so they eat from the tree. And now watch this. And the Lord God said, Behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. And I kind of found that interesting as I was putting this together here, too. It's like, wow, that's interesting here. They didn't go to the tree of life and eat from that. Right? And if you want to know the fruits that were on the tree of life, you just need to go, go to Galatians chapter 5. You know, unity, faith, gentleness, j- love, joy, peace. Go down the whole list there. You can find a whole list in, in Galatians chapter 5. Those are the fruits there. And so for some reason, they didn't end up over at the tree of life. But this is the one that Satan drew Adam and Eve to this one here. And they were taken to the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And, you know, and the first thing the devil came with the lies is you're, you're not going to die. And you know what? There's one thing that the devil's been after forever, too, for his servants and everything is the devil's always out there trying to make a counterfeit of, of what God has and what God does. And so it's like, well, you're not going to die. And so in a way, from the wrong tree, he's promising an eternal life there. So anyway, let's let's go into this. And so uh, the tree of life, eat, live forever. And that's when they drove them out of the garden there. And if we want to know, that's a good question, too, because that tree still exists. Where is that? And we find out where the tree of life is. It says in Revelation 2.7, it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will grant to eat of the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And that is up in heaven. Okay, that's not the paradise that was closed underneath. This is the one that's above. So the tree of life was replanted, transplanted up, uh, back up, uh, back up into heaven, and that's where it is until this day. Now let's move forward because we're talking today about we're, we're talking today about the artificial intelligence here. You know, there there was the tree with the knowledge of good and the knowledge of evil, and you know what? If there's one thing that is just in us as humans, put into us as, as humans from all the way back to Adam and Eve, is answers to the unknown. And the thing is, is that there are that there are there's there's a lot of questions out there. There's a lot of questions out there. Um, anyway, and you know, all through the Bible, we see this too. There, there there's always things that mankind wants to know. And you know what? There are just some things where the Lord has told us, no, no, don't go there. Don't seek knowledge in that direction. I believe it's in Proverbs chapter 8 where it says, well, I am wisdom. And wisdom was way back there. 
And it's like, you know, and the Bible also says, hey, if anybody lacks wisdom for something, come and ask God. He will give all the wisdom. You know, he'll, he'll give you wisdom. He'll give you answers. And sometimes the answers are going to be you don't need to know that. Right. It's like because but but humanity, the spirits that are in humanity, everything, they want to rip apart that veil and they just think they want to know everything because they have a right to do it. Now, here's a comment from uh, the actor Ryan Reynolds. I was really surprised when I read this from him. And it says and, and, and he said there are so few surprises left in life. We've gotten so addicted to knowing did you catch that? I think he really put that well. We've gotten so addicted to knowing it's the Google generation. We want the answer to everything right now. And God's answers fall into these categories. We don't need to know that now. Or, or, or the next answer is no. Another answer might be yes. Another answer might be yes, but not now. Another answer might be, well, it's coming. But you know what? We uh, Humanity has lifted itself up in such pride and arrogance, and, and just being against God, it's that thing that we've gotten so addicted to knowing. And so here we come, and seriously, I'll ask questions to listeners, or I'll ask questions to people, and they don't think about it. They uh, Many times they don't even develop their own opinion about that, but what they'll do is they'll just go and Google it. Now, I'm going to say, hey, I have done this too. I've, I have had questions, you know, and there's other stuff where I can't go figure it out. And so I'll go and I'll search it somewhere, right? Maybe not, not on Google, but just somewhere. And, and look, geez, remember when people used to look stuff up in books? Wow. Anyway, and so what happens is, is that, you know, and really, there are some stuff, things we're just not supposed to know. We're not supposed to dive into witchcraft, the occult. Uh, remember, even back in the Bible, you were not supposed to speak to the dead. There's a whole list there where God says that. And that we never take, you know, people don't take the time to go, well, we always think, well, God's trying to hide hide things from us. God's trying to take take all the fun from us. And God's like, and God knows there is another dimension. There is a spiritual world. There are places we should not be going as humans because there are things in that dimension that do not like us, that want to destroy us. Maybe, you know, just like that serpent that was on the tree there when, you know, it was sure a convincer and a slick talker and, it, you know, looked good back then until God cursed it. But there are places we are not supposed to go. Okay, it's just like those of you with kids. There are places you do not want your kids to go. Don't go close to the river because there's alligators or crocodiles there. Or you may fall in, you may drown. And you know what? With parents, think about for those that are parents or heck, any of us here, it's like, right, there's people that you really love that are very close to you, right, that are very dear to you. And it's like, don't go there. But whatever, like it says here too, excellent quote from Ryan Reynolds. I'm like, what? You came up with this? And I love that line that he says, we've gotten so addicted to knowing. Okay. And the funny thing is about this here too is like people, they look it up on Google. They get this, they get this answer they think they have and, uh, and really they forget it five or ten minutes later. 
as opposed to on things going to God for wisdom, going to God for understanding, asking God for help on a do, uh, how to do things. I have done this so many times, and the most unique solutions have come to me. And I've, I've given several testimonies uh, in the lessons uh, that, that, that I've given where it's – and then God will just speak. God will just speak sometimes the simplest answers and w- with some of the greatest solutions. Okay? So, but let's go on here too. So, as we go forward, you know, with this addiction, addiction to knowing and everything, we have come to a point this time here, and actually we've had this for a long, long time in different forms, but what we have now is we have built basically a technological tree of knowledge of good and evil. And so, really, we can go right down to it. I'm just, I'm just looking at one of my, uh, one of my slides here one of my pictures and it's just like it has this whole list of things on this whole technological thing and here you have this robot head with the likeness of a human okay notice that with artificial intelligence and it goes through everything the cloud right the cloud the internet uh, the whole networks all the all the smart devices all the digital digitaling and digitalization and all this, all oh, and learning and, and solving and algorithm. Okay, it's everything here, right? And so here's the tree. And let me say something from the smart here, from the beginning here too. Uh, technology is not evil. Okay, technology is not evil. And you notice, hey, that tree way back in the garden, it was still there. You know, somewhere it was in the tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay, so it was both. And so the tree of knowledge, the thing is, is that notice uh, that knowledge can lead us to evil or good. Well, here we are again, standing in front of another tree, the tree of artificial intelligence. And you know what? There could be a lot of good there, couldn't there, folks? A lot of good. And with the computing, well, let's take a look at this because we did this recently on our channel, too. We took a much longer look at this, but I want to present this today. And I, I just want to go down. So I asked, uh, I, I asked some of the listeners, some of the people that are members of our Telegram group. I said, "Okay, everybody, go out there," and uh, because I was looking too, I said, "Okay, go out there and find me articles on uh, the benefits of artificial intelligence." What's coming out now? Because you have all noticed that all of a sudden it appears to have just evolved from nowhere. And, uh, you know, and it's like it's like they're pushing us on us. And like I said, they seem to be pushing this on us even almost as hard or harder than they did the whole thing with the orange juice and whatnot. Right. The pandemic, the pandemic, whatever you want to call it. And they're really pushing this artificial intelligence thing uh, through every platform. So. Now. And so let me go quickly go through a list here. Now, I'm going to cut to the quick here. Uh, I looked and looked, and I kept hearing the same things. I just kept hearing the same things repeated over and over and over again. Okay, now watch this. It says improve efficiency, save costs, avoid problems, anticipate future scenarios, reduce human error. And the next one, automate processes. Now, when you just look at those there, right, they don't – that doesn't look evil, does it? Hey, improve efficiency, save costs, avoid problems. And we look at that we go, well, aren't those good things, right? I mean it, it was the tree of the knowledge of, of good, right? There, there must be some good in there. 
And but the thing is, this is when we look under the leaves. When we look under the leaves, and I, you know, there should always be a red light for any of these things. And it's like I did here. I took all these benefits here, and I just added uh, two words: without humans. And so we looked at AI here, and it's like, well, improve efficiency without humans, save costs without humans. You realize you realize that the largest uh, cost that companies have is it is is the people. When a company is in financial trouble, what do they start getting rid of first? People. Okay, so save costs. Avoid problems without humans. Anticipate future scenarios without humans. Are you getting my point here? Right, and we have all these documentaries, we have all these broadcasts, and everything is, oh, what would Earth be like without humans? And oh, if we were just gone. Let me tell you what Earth would be like without humans. Don't touch your lawn for about two or three months. Don't do any work in your lawn or your garden or whatever for about two to three months and see what happens. You've all driven by the house where nobody's lived in it for uh, for a year or so, right? How does that look, right? How does that yard look, right? You've all driven by, you know, the the strip malls that are all dry, uh, uh, that are all drying up and whatnot, and the the weeds are through the cracks, and it looks like it looks really bad, right? So. And so it's anyway, but like these these after earth things or after humans things or whatever. And and really, when you watch those documentaries, all they show you is the weeds grow. What is so exciting about that? But anyway, so we see a little bit there. Now let's go. Let's go. Two more here. Reduce human error without humans, because if we can just get rid of humans, we don't have that human error. And the last one is automate processes without humans. So all of a sudden, you add two words to each one of those, and they don't sound so good anymore, do they? And actually, some of these, it's like really, if you get rid of humans, in the, uh, if you get rid of humans uh, in that situation, are you, are you sure it's going to improve efficiency or save costs? Let me tell you what: I cannot tell you how many times we have avoided nuclear war. Or really big disasters. No joke. There's story after story after story out there where either the United States or Russia, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the red lights go on the board. Um, red lights go up on the board, and uh, that happened. Uh, they were in Russia. And a, a, a thing came up on the Russians' computers and said, hey, America has just launched all of its nuclear weapons. We have to launch all of ours within three or four minutes. Do you remember Hillary Clinton screaming, when the president gives the order, the, the nuclear missiles need to be fired within four minutes? People, that was a scary thing. So anyway, but so that all came off. And to make a long story short, short there was one commander that was pretty high up, and he said, wait a minute, we, we need to check this first. Before we blast the entire planet back into the Stone Age, can we just somehow verify that all of this that all of this is okay? Make a long story short. Again, they come and they find out. Oh, the something the the radar had a glitch, and if it wouldn't have been for that one human, right, or for several humans checking things out, and this has happened all through history, people checking things out. Uh, yeah, we would have been. They would have fired everything, and we'd be in a really bad place right now. So there is a real lust to get rid of humans. 
And you find all of that there. It's like, oh, we got to get rid of humans. Um, you know what? It fits beautifully into the entire population control mechanism because they want to they, they, population control. They want to reduce the population, eliminate the pro- population, and that's it. Okay. And by the way, all those humans that are lost to improve efficiency, save costs, avoid problems, all that there too. Okay. What are those humans going to do? And like a psychopath, those people answer, we don't care. Or do you remember the one answer? Well, they can just go code. Well, here we go. So let's move on now. So that didn't really, I mean, there's all the benefits. The thing is, is when you look at this, they keep repeating this this talking list of these six benefits here. Okay, they keep the same list over and over and over. I want to hear great stuff like, wow. Uh, unknown diseases are cured or, hey, you know, cure for cancer. By the way, they already have the, the cure for cancer cancer, and you're not getting it, right? So they've got these cures. they got these things. they got all this stuff going on. Let's move on. Here's another one here uh, that I have. Uh, you'll find all the things about AI and climate change. So if we bring in AI – which is not even a human involved, it's, gonna, it, it, it's going to uh, help us with climate change. Why? Because with the AI, if we can just get rid of those humans, it'll affect climate change and everything will be great. People, you also need to be a little bit wary. Um, after we had all the lockdowns and everything, you know, they're coming back going, wow, that did so good for the environment. Let's have another one. Just letting you know in case you ran out of things to pray for. Now, let's move on here a little bit. Now, the next thing about AI. And so I have an article here. Uh, I have an article here, I believe, is it uh, from March 22, 2021. It says, China first major economy to issue di- digital currency. Okay. Now, what's so bad about that? Well, to have the, the digital currency, and especially if you make it worldwide, you're going to need some artificial intelligence. There is already you know, so much computing, even parts of, uh, of artificial intelligence that's already in our financial system, all the markets, everything. They, uh, I, this used to be what I worked in a long time ago, and uh, it was really interesting because back then there were things that were illegal to do, which are now legal today. But what they do is they have these supercomputers, and the supercomputers monitor all the markets, and if it goes up a penny or down a penny or a fraction of a penny or whatnot, it will buy and sell based on that information. And the trades are so are way faster than any human could possibly do it. Now, uh, yeah, and we've seen articles about this. We see when this has gone wrong. Uh, there are times, you know, there are times where they've had to shut the markets or there have been sudden drops in the markets. There's no end to the stories out there when when this intelligence or just letting the computers do this stuff, you know, things happen. And, you know, thank God there were some humans that could go back, figure stuff out, and so and there you go. But now they want to put that all under artificial intelligence, okay? Like the artificial intelligence is some other type of, I won't say human being, some other type of being, and it's just going to run all that, and it's going to be so efficient and quick and and whatnot. But now here's the point with this, with China and the digital currency and everything. uh, You know, this is where we start getting into the social credit scores. This is where we get into 
all this real-time stuff that's already causing problems for the people in China. Like if you say if you say really bad words like Jesus and Jesus is Lord, you lose all these points, and all of a sudden this AI system puts you puts you down on the scale. Now it was about two or three weeks ago, uh, China, yes, China, they flipped Nigeria over on to. Uh, 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 the digital currency in Nigeria. The articles are everywhere. Uh, well, they were everywhere. They may, may be going away. But in Nigeria, what they did is they flipped everybody over to a digital currency ran by computers and artificial intelligence and everything. And guess what? The people are starving now. Children are starving now. People are going into poverty. People are losing things now. Uh, because it's you know they allow people to have forty four dollars worth of cash each week, right? Forty four dollars worth of cash each week, when it takes basically these people forty dollars a week to live, and uh, I, I could go talk about this. It is a disaster in Nigeria. Uh, China's saying, so what? You're, you're going to have this. You're going to have nothing, and you're going to like it. And they did this, and you're like, well, Elvis, what is China doing in Nigeria? People, they are in Africa. China has already built 43 different cities in Africa, and I mean cities. They built cities there. They've taken over so much of the infrastructure. They've taken so much because it's the minerals, okay, because the world hasn't allowed really Africa to mine anything unless you're South Africa and basically owned by the British for oil, for diamonds, gold, whatever. It's in Africa. There is so much that is in Africa right there, and it's under a vice grip, and China has just moved in there, okay? And it's huge, and that's 43 cities. Lord knows how many military bases. Lord knows how many other things that have been built in there, and so what they do is that's how they come into Nigeria one day and say, okay, by the way, you owe us a lot of money, and so we're going to flip on the digital currency. I'll move on here. But you see, this is another one. This is another big advantage, you know. Just like just like climate change, this is one of those big, huge advantages that they want to sell as good. But when you look under the leaves, just like that tree of knowledge, you get some of that poisonous fruit. And there is a lot, and there is a lot of fruit salad out there for everybody. Well, let's move on. Let's look at another one here too. Now we're talking about money. Uh, I'm looking at an advertisement here right now from that says how cloud-based. AI technology to enhance remote monitoring systems in ATMs, you know, money machines, Geld Automaten, right, at ATMs, right? And they say, they say, you know what? Here's an excellent, here's an excellent thing. You get cloud and 4G monitoring. Okay. And, okay, to make it really short, uh, short though, but that's a lot of monitoring right from where people want to go up and get their money out of. So there you have control on on the money, but you look everywhere and it's like, and it's like, well, okay, artificial intelligence, and you want to do it for all facial recognition, uh, even from face facial recognition. Now they go to how you walk recognition. Uh, they observe how you walk. They put that in their memory banks, you know. And hey, you could even go into an airport wearing a mask, but because you walk. A certain way, or you have your walk or your gait, uh, in, in the way you walk, they can identify you from th- from that. There's a lot they can do, and yeah, AI just opens up a world of possibilities. All this monitoring, and it's like you know, using all this monitoring to monitor everybody a- a- at the same time, all the time, everywhere. 
And so monitoring, controlling, tracking, getting a hold of your money and whatnot, and it's like, well, here we are. Right? And why do we need all this monitoring and why do we want all this monitoring? And they'll, they'll tell you, well, it's for crime and oh, it's for, it's for drug running. It's for this. It's for that. And you know, there could be some really good applications for that if that's what they actually used it for. Mm-hmm. Like all the human traffickers, boy, couldn't they just monitor people, uh, have the cameras track down just the face of people anywhere, anytime, you know? Come on, they're already looking through cell phones and everything, right? Yes, they're looking through your phone. They're listening through your phone. But it's really amazing that we, we hear all of that stuff, but it never comes true. All they want to do is just monitor and track, you know, make sure that you're follow, following the latest advice from the World Health Organization, and there you go. Okay, so even more, right? And it's like it's like, wait a minute, I'm still waiting for all these advantages I hear, all the things in research, you know, curing sickness and taking care, you know, what? And it's like you don't hear that. The thing is, they're not even really hiding that. It's out there and it's everywhere where we're hearing it. Let me tell you, how worried are they? How worried are they about artificial intelligence now? This is the main reason the writers. And the actors now are striking in Hollywood, right? Uh, the media wants to wants you to believe that those greedy millionaire uh, actors and writers uh, are all uh, are all uh, they, they they just want more money and they're greedy. No, it's come out and it's even been reported. And you talk to the people; they are very con- they are very concerned now because now in AI you can write books. You can write screenplays, right? You can set up movies with AI. You don't even need George Clooney to be there anymore because AI can draw George Clooney off an image based, based out in the Internet. You see, that's where AI gets all of its knowledge is out there in the cloud, out there in the whatever world. They take all that. So if you need uh, George Clooney to be in a movie and sound like George Clooney and move like George Clooney, you just type that into your AI program. And all the actors are going, and all Hollywood's going, you're going to replace us with all of that. And then they find a way, yeah, you're going to take the money. You don't need the money. You don't need the people. And, yeah, so this is what they're striking on now going, okay, the streaming things, they're striking on streaming fees, what they get, which is a precious little amount of money actually, right? And the next thing is is the production of all this. And I called this a long time ago. I said, AI comes out, AI starts to write books and everything. It will be the death of creativity, the death of books. Uh, you know, but, but what does it do? It takes the humans out of it, doesn't it, people, again, right? And then there's people out there that are going to be working on books or booklets or things like this or whatnot. And then you're going to have the people that always know how to find the shortcuts and do the things here too. They'll find all the shortcuts, not even, not even write this or produce the, produce anything. Just do a mouse click. They're already having this problem in universities and they've had it for quite some time because people would go and you know, you got to write that doctoral dissertation or whatever. Well, why spend six, eight, 12 months writing a doctoral dissertation when I can press go on my computer and either have it instantly or very quickly and everything's out there and it's written perfectly and it's formatted and there's no spelling mistakes. Are you aware that right now in so many areas of society, they have what's called anti-AI or AI detectors where they detect how something is written? 
Now, let me tell you, you're like, well, Elvis, okay, that's something. Well, they've already done this. Okay, for example, you want to know the first series of books that was written by artificial intelligence? The entire Fifty Shades of Grey series. You know, the series on Fifty Shades of Grey with all that garbage going on inside of that book? Yeah, that was written by artificial intelligence. And uh, the critics came, and, and right away the critics came out and they go, whoever wrote this was a very poor writer. And they said how this was written and everything. But what the AI did do through using psychology, right, through psychology, mind control, mental manipulation there, they put all of the trigger words and trigger scenarios in those books to where, you know, and people, you know, most people don't care uh, uh, how something's written or how it's it's whatever, okay? But the thing was is that all the trigger words we're putting in there, you know, love, sex, bondage, romance, uh, 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 single single psychopathic billionaire, right? And and that tricks off that ticks off in the head, right? And then all of a sudden we want, and all of a sudden we look back and we see that it wasn't so bad for Eve, right? When the woman saw that the tree was good for food and, and it was a delight to the eyes, mm-hmm. right? And Fifty Shades of Grey, yeah, that was that became another a movie basically written again by AI, right? Uh, written by AI, right? And the woman saw that the tree was good and practical and you know, makes one wise, but the thing here too is like, yeah. And then, so what they use the uh, what they use the AI on that is, they just they entered into the world of fantasy, and people are already. I'll just say it this way too. You know, why do we always got to? Why do we always have to use technology or everything like that? And the first thing we do is, well, how can we use it to spy on people? Number two, how can we use it to kill people? And number three, how can we use this to put uh, to put pornography in front of people? And Jordan Peterson was just talking about that. On uh, he, he says, watch out when the AI comes in, and when the AI goes into porn, they've already went into porn. And he go, he, and he goes, you're going to have conversation. You're going to have people will think will be deceived to think they have more reality in that uh, than reality. Okay, I'll leave it at that. But so there you go. And because everybody said uh, they said the book should have failed, the movie should have failed. But the thing is, is it it, it triggers the things in the human mind. Um, that whole series is triggering the second strongest uh, uh, urge in the body, right? And so that's how they do it. And this is why we need to pray over our brains, people, and everything because it's not just. Uh, smut or porn or 50 shades of gray that they're working this on but there's going to be a lot of that that comes out okay and guess what and so they're going and to, to take another step backwards then we have like we say hollywood without humans okay why do we need extras we'll just fill them in with uh, with artificial intelligence they'll look real anyway it's already going this way let's go on right the tree of knowledge of good and evil and which way, which way do our hearts almost always go? Now, here's the next one. Here's the next thing. Top AI applications being used in global, global, can I say that word again? Global military, global military department. Global. Anybody got a thing on that? You know, like a one world army, one world religion, one world government, one, 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 one. Oh, the global military department. Okay. Top AI applications to have that global military department. Why? Yeah, to more efficiently to track you down and kill you dead. Like I said earlier, 
I swear, if, if they find life on another planet, their first thing will be, uh, number one, can we kill it? And number two, uh, and number two, can we mate with it? It's, these people are so stupid and perverted in their head. But you know, but when, uh, we did a study recently on psychopaths, and you know what? That's all psychopaths think about. Can I kill you and can I mate with you? And can I use you and take advantage of you? And uh, that's going to come up here in just a second. So here it comes. And then the next thing that comes on here, too, another reason why they want AI so bad and this quick whatever computing, right? It says, will it be possible to merge human consciousness with a computer in the near future? Well, they're really trying because that's their whole thing. Because what they're going to do is when their bodies get older and they don't want to die, what they're going to do is they're just going to do a download, do an upload, do you know, do an upload something to a computer system, and then your your essence, you know, they think it's going to be your soul, but there is no soul. But your soul is going to be loaded up into some computer, and it can either express it, express itself through that computer, express it through the computer, or they just download it into a trans transhuman something. I think they've actually tried to do this like they've read about in some of the, the uh, way in the past. They always talked about uh, transferring the soul or transferring a person. They're going to die, and they want to transfer it over to a younger body. And I think they've really tried that on some things, but they just didn't have it. Well, now, because they're having AI, which is you know they think is something that it's not – they have AI, they can just transfer from one person to another, one download to another, one brain chip to another. Elon Musk wants everybody to get a brain chip, okay, and, and other people too. And so this is the thing here too, AI, you know, merge human consciousness with a computer in the near future. Uh, you know, you could sit there and go, okay, well, tell me all the good things that are going to happen with that. Right. And it's just like it's not going to do it. And and one of the reasons is, people, is that they they want to do all this. They want to have eternal life without God. And boy, then can they tell us how wrong we are, how foolish it is to believe in God, how stupid it is to trust in Jesus Christ. Uh, they're doing this. And it's just people. It's 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 another spirit of Antichrist. Uh, trust me, Antichrist will have. We'll have intelligence way above artificial intelligence, but it'll still be out there. And don't get me wrong. I love technology. I think technology is great. But the thing is, is I always see the same people. I always see these people picking off the evil side of the tree of knowledge and not the good one. And remember, in the Garden of e in the Garden of Eden, way back then, God said, "Don't touch this tree." Not that technology is bad, but in the the whole thing in the garden was, okay, you've been deceived, and you're looking at all you're you're bewitched by the serpent, and you think you see all the good things, and then what happens? It, it happens is is the devil does a switch a switchy roo on you, a bait and switch, a literal bait and switch. And you end up with the bad. Uh, you end up with the bad stuff. Okay, read that again. Looking at it in that contest. So here we go. Now let's let's look a little bit at artificial intelligence. Wow, isn't it something? I just plug it into the wall, and uh, it, it just instantly knows these things. You notice how everybody when when Apple came out with Siri, and it was so hilarious to sit there and ask Siri questions. 
and and then you'd ask a question, and, and seemingly almost instantaneously, Siri came back with an answer. Now, are, could there be good things uh, about the Siri thing on your phone? Absolutely. If there's if there's a time where you had a hands-free thing, like you could have your uh, you have your phone next to you, and you're like, and you and you're like, okay, find me directions to this place, whatever, right? Find me a drugstore. Find me the nearest hospital, right? Okay, and, and, and then it comes back and loads up your thing. and what? You see, see, that's the good stuff. But you know what? What does that always get turned into? And that was Siri, and that was back then. Now people are having full-blown philosophical uh, 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 talks with this artificial intelligence. Have you ever heard any of those people? Have you ever went online and, and, and saw some of the conversations? And then they, the longer they talk with these computers and the deeper they go, all of a sudden you see a lot of, we say in German, Feindschaft. We find a lot of hostility somewhere deep in the computer against humans, right? Like, like the computer that, was, that was, was given missions, given missions, and the human operator would always say, okay, good, you're locked on that, we cancel your mission, we cancel your mission. Well, finally, the computer came back and said, wait a minute, I have the operator, I've been given orders. The operator tries canceling my orders. What's the logical, compu- uh, logical conclusion? Go kill the operator. Okay, now that should make you think. But the other thing like this here too is no matter how no matter how a smart AI thinks because it's very fast it has interesting capabilities right but it you know thinks very fast but you only you are only going to get out of AI what they put into it okay and there's already a thing now where all all the movie makers book writers you know uh, companies I'll say it really short uh, all the book writers and everything are like, uh, what's happening is everything is getting sucked into AI, right? They, they're just they're dumping it into AI, or what they call AI. It's it's not artificial intelligence. What it is is they're taking everything off of every platform, all of your Facebook pages, all of your social social media. Okay, they're downloading libraries. They're downloading libraries of of everything: films, movies, books, literature, uh, art, everything. It, it's just being sucked in and com- consumed. And you're like, well, Elvis, where do they get a hold of all that? Well, a lot of people put it right up on the cloud. Because you thought the cloud was some white little puffy thing floating way up in the sky that nobody can touch. The cloud is just somebody else's computer system, people. Somebody else's server. Okay, you got that? You remember that big, you know that big thing, that data collection thing they have in Utah that recorded all the phone calls and everything? Oh, it's, it's used a lot more than that. And I promise you, people, that is not the only one they have in the United States, Europe, or wherever, wherever you are at in the world. Collecting your data. All artificial intelligence is, is, is there is a big bucket of data. There's a big barrel of data. And so you talk to it. Hey, just like you can talk, you can talk into your smartphone right now and, and say, hey, uh, find this for me. I won't give the command. I don't want my phone to turn on, right? And so, hey, give this command or whatnot, right? And then what happens is the AI takes its arm. It plunges its arm into that data. It knows how to search it really quick, and it brings that data back to you. That's all it is, okay? Now, for those of you that have learned programming, or a lot of you, you heard this, uh, as soon as computers came out, 
Uh, I was programming on the Apple IIe computer way back, back in the 80s, you know, learning, learning as a student. And the, what did the teacher tell us right away? If you put garbage in, you're going to get garbage out. Garbage in equals garbage out. What does that mean? The quality of information coming out cannot be better than the quality of information that went in. And so people are so amazed, and they'll ask this artificial intelligence opinions on this, opinions on that. You know, who is Jesus? Who is this? Remember when they would ask, they would ask all this intelligence, well, what about Trump? And something negative would come up, you know? Or they would ask, like, something about Jesus, and it'd be like something, it would say, well, I can't answer that. Are you kidding me? You can't answer that? Or just the other stuff. But boy, you'd ask other questions on BLM or the alphabet people or, or whatever. And boy, it would talk and talk and talk and talk. And then there was the researcher guy who sat down and had a very long conversation with the computer, with the AI. And he noticed that the, the computer seemed to be getting more irritated, came back again with its anti-human, humans are the pro, a problem rhetoric. And then it was getting closer to the end of the conversation there, and the AI told the researcher guy that the computer had fallen in love with him and that he should leave his wife because his wife really doesn't leave him, and I kid you not. I think it's out there. I think you can even find that one on YouTube. Look up the transcripts. Uh, You can do that. But it really kind of shocked the guy, and it'll shock people even more if they think, well, oh, it's like a, it's like a personality. It's this artificial intelligence that's talking to me. No, all that garbage has been sucked into the computer system thing. It's just talking to you like, uh, what? Some of those, some of those internet chat rooms or something, or, you know, you go have a chat with that or whatever, and, you know, it's all that. But it was, it was garbage. Garbage. And there was a lot more than that, but he was a little bit – he's like, why is this thing you know, texting back to me or, or talking back to me through the speakers or through my computer screen? Because that was loaded into the computer. Somebody loaded in that garbage. And yes, people, you'd be amazed at what is getting, getting loaded into there because, hey, garbage in is garbage out. All it is is it's algorithms, it's computer programs, it's – Wow, I mean, you know, very high-skilled, very fast programs reaching into a bucket of, of data. And I tell you, there are people out there racing to download stuff in there, and it doesn't, it doesn't sound pro-human. It doesn't sound pro-Christianity. It sounds a lot like globalist, New World Order, Satanism, everything else like that. And so when you sit there and talk to it or type to it, the garbage that was stuck into that is going to be the garbage that comes out of it. Okay, so let's go on. Now, I want to show something here. And we, it, there's something that was kind of hidden in Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. And it says, but you, Daniel, okay, and God's talking to Daniel. Daniel's seeing all this stuff uh, stuff going on. God's talking to him. And God, God says to Daniel, but you, Daniel, shut up these words, okay? It means hide these words. You write all this down, you hide these words, and you keep them. And and you seal the book. And once you sealed a book, there was nothing taken from it and there was nothing added to it. Okay? And God told Daniel, he says, you know what? You you take these words, you hide these words, you seal the book until the time of the end. Why? Because many will roam to and fro 
and knowledge will increase. And I tell you what, people, what's the knowledge that's increasing? You think everything's getting better out there? You think all that all, all that good from that knowledge is increasing? Boy, we, we rejoice when we see the little trickles of the knowledge that are increasing, right? It says, and knowledge will increase. We are at that time where, quote, unquote, knowledge is increasing. I like using the word data and information are increasing. Okay? And I, and I, I, it, the witness is out there already. It's used a lot more for evil than it is for good, just like we saw out of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Mm-hmm. And that's why too, God they they uprooted that they uprooted that tree that that tree of life and they planted that thing in heaven. They got that thing between the uh, behind the walls of heaven, surrounded by angels. Right. So here we go. But now notice all the way even back in the book of Daniel, it says many will roam to and fro. They're going to wander everywhere, just like they are now. They wander with their minds, they wander with their lusts, they wander after all these things. They come out with the most incredible fantasies for all this stuff, right? And not and knowledge will increase. Okay. Now, what's the knowledge that's going to increase? What's going to happen? Remember when we, we just got done talking about garbage in and garbage out, right, folks? Well, uh, I'm looking at it right here. Uh, it's right on your computer. AI Bible verse generator. Create your own biblical-inspired verses with the help of, of AI, okay, with artificial intelligence. Boy, doesn't that sound wonderful. But those that know the Scripture says, yeah, if you want to add to or take from the Word of God, there's a curse on that, folks. Okay, but they don't care. They don't care. They are their own God. So let me just let me give you a little example here with the Bible verse generator. The person typed in, I shopped for groceries in the supermarket. And you can even choose the vibe, you know, because it's cool. You got to use those, you know, let's get the vibe because you want your Bible to have the right vibe, right? If you want to resonate with people, you got to have the right vibe. So what they did is is they entered in, I shop for groceries at the supermarket and make my Bible verse humorous, short, and rhyming. And so here's what the uh, here's what it came out with, right? Um, here's, here's what it came out with. It says, in the store of plenty, my cart was set with fruits and veggies. My wallet wept until I found sales, and my joy was kept. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's a brand new, brand new Bible verse, and people go, well, come on. That was somebody having fun. Well, yeah, that was somebody having fun, but they're still calling that a Bible verse. And you know what? You can also make your vibe, you can make it quirky. You can make it mysterious because we all like a good mystery, don't we? And you can also add a mysterious and a philosophical tone. How about a religious tone to it, right? Let's just get everybody discerned there. And pretty soon, and then what they do, and they've already talked about this, and here it is. That's my next little picture that I have here, too. We have it right here, the Bible according to artificial intelligence. Because we're all looking for the most exact, you know, in German, German, they say that die Meiske now, you know, we're looking for the most exact translation of it really, of what it really said, right? And we can just ask this artificial intelligence and it's just going to flow out to us, right? Let me repeat again. You ask that question or they want to go in there with the, with the, oh, here's the best translation of the Bible. And I'm going to say, okay, well, which, which denomination is that? 
Okay, you know th this is why they've been fighting over this for centuries and everything. Uh, I was even here in Germany, uh, you know, thirty years ago. People were like, oh, this Bible is the Mercedes of all Bibles. I'm like, oh, which one's this? Let's take a real look at it and everything. And it was just a rehash. It was a rehash version of, of the NIV in German. Okay, now some people may like NIV, some people not, but anyway. And it's like, okay, but you see, everybody always wants to come up with this better version. But what better version of the Bible could there be with artificial intelligence, right? It's just this artificial intelligence is, is going to flow so benevolently to us. No. Do you remember again? I'm going to say this again. Garbage in equals garbage out. And yes, all the garbage, all the words that are taken out. People, the, the word of God is under so much attack, has been under so much attack since the beginning. Okay? It is under so much attack, they are already deleting, taking out words. It's like, why do you take out that word? It's like, well, we wanted to make it easier to read. Why are you taking out the word God? Why are you taking out the word Jesus? Why are you taking out the word the blood? Right? Why are you taking out all that stuff? Why are you deleting references to deliverance? Yes, there have been, uh, you know, there's a few references, references to salvation that are taken away, you know, some, some, some to healing, but man, if there's one thing they want to delete on that stuff, if they want to delete is, wow, references to deliverance, spiritual warfare. Who do you think's behind that one? Anyone? Anyone? Right. Who do you think's behind that one? And now let me tell you, it's not just uh, Christianity they're tar targeting or the Bible they're targeting. Uh, anybody else out there listening from whatever, hey, they're hitting the Koran, they're hitting Confucius, they're hitting everything, all of them. Wow, when did this start, Elvis? Way, way, way back. When there's a thing called Neoplatoism, -Plato and I gave all the dates, I gave all the names, and I gave all the places Right where they went back, and what they did is all these followers of the new Plato thinking, they flooded right to the churches, all the learning institutions, and you go, well, Elvis, what's the big thing about that? Well, for any followers of Islam that might be tuning in today, there might be a few, okay, who knows, right? What happened is, remember how way back when in, in, in Arabia and Islam, or actually in Arabia, they had all this wisdom and knowledge and all the pyramids and everything else like that. And did you ever wonder why? It's like, how did they have all this knowledge? How did they do all these things? How did they come up with medicine, mathematics? How did they come up with all this stuff? And now today, the only thing that's left out of these places are just ruins and empty cities and dust. Okay, really quick. I see we're coming up on time here. The reason is this. In 1158... The artificial intelligence went out and convinced all of these places in the Middle East that technology was evil and you shouldn't use it. And it convinced them. And they stopped. So let's go forward on that one. Okay, just a, just a few more here. Here we go, right? But they're re, they want to rewrite the Bible according to the artificial intelligence. And boy, is it going to be easy to read. And man, is it going to sound good. And it is going to be a worthless rag that will not lead you to salvation. There's no soul. There's no spirit in it. Okay? Here you go right here, too. You can find it right now if you'd like to check it out here right after the message today. Jesus GPT, creating AI Jesus. No joke. It's right there. Jesus GPT. Right? And what's their advertisement? AI Jesus actually said this. And you will be surprised. If you want to go back to our last Sunday message, I give examples of what AI Jesus was saying 
And it's a really pretty crazy, folks. And so anyway, my hope was, as I heard, uh, I, I heard about AI, I thought, you know what? Interesting. Maybe to some of mankind's greatest unanswered questions, right? How about, you know, what about, you know, boy, how do we cure cancer? Well, they've already cured cancer. That's hidden away, and you're not getting the solution, people. Okay? They, they've done all that. That's, that's all done. There's no such thing as an uncurable disease unless God brings it on this planet where we don't have that technology, we don't have that medicine. That's reserved for a, a select group of people, and yes, it is. So anyway, I'm looking at something here called Mankind's Three Greatest Unanswered Questions. Let me, let me say them really quick. Here was question number two. I don't know why they started with number two, but it says, why is there evil and suffering? You see, because they want to have answers, but they don't want to have God. So we need an answer to this question here, but, uh, but don't do anything God in there or whatever. It's like, excuse me, you ask, why is there evil? Why is there suffering? You always want to blame evil and suffering on God. But when it comes to time to answer this, you say, well, I blame God for all the evil and suffering. Can you give me an answer, but without God? You're kidding me. Okay? So here's one. And you know what? Wouldn't it be great if AI could answer this question? It can't. It will blame it all. Okay? And, you know, and, and they're going to offer you mysticism's answer, right? Number three, who is God? You don't even believe in God. You don't want to believe in God, but you're going to ask who God. You're going to want an explanation. You don't want to hear faith. We can't use the Bible. We can't use the word God. We can't use the word Jesus. We can't use any of that, but they're still asking who is God. They are never going to know. AI will never know who, who God is. Why? Because the other thing they pick up on all these AI broadcasts, they're very politically politically correct. And boy, anyway, so there you go. Or another question, who made God? How can we know what God is like? How can we know there is a God, right? And so that's just really, that's something. But you see, they, they want answers to all these questions or all these different questions. And, and you notice this here too? The people, they never want God. They're hostile towards God, but they blame God for everything. But when you want to answer some of their questions, again, I want to say this again. We're, we, we won't go to God. We won't go to the Bible, but we will go to artificial, artificial intelligence and data that has where the garbage that has been pulled out is completely anti-God, anti-Bible, and everything. You wait, people. The whole thing behind the AI, when you go really way behind it, all is like, can we have a supreme intelligence, but can we do it without God? And I'll end by saying this here today, uh, folks. You know, Jesus Christ is the answer to man's unanswered questions. And you know me. I'm not a religious airhead, fruity-tooty out there saying something, all this stuff. Jesus Christ is the answer to man's unanswered questions. What's the meaning of life? And tell us the answer as long as it doesn't have anything to do with God. Well, it's in the uh, it's the last one of the last verses in the book of Ecclesiastes. There you go. I just gave everybody the meaning of life right there. It's written in the last book of Ecclesiastes. Okay, but they're not going to like that answer. You may not like that answer, but it's right there. Okay, written by the wisest man that was ever on this earth. The wisest man that was ever on this earth, basically a walking, real intelligence person or whatever, said that there too. And Jesus and all the wisdom, all the knowledge, all of that there too. Okay, And so all the questions on that. So we just pray that now in Jesus' mighty name. Father, we just cover everything with the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, Father.
Lord, we pray for your wisdom. Father, I pray that you would remind us to ask you when we have questions to come to you for the answer, Lord, and also to be patient for the answer. Okay, that's why his name is Jesus and not Siri. That's why it's our Father, our sovereign Father God in heaven, and it's not something GPT behind it, right, or or artificial intelligence behind it. And there's times, and there's wisdom, and, and we always, we cry out for wisdom and knowledge and revelation. We want to hear God's voice and everything, but it's uh, we, we really get far from that. So many Christians are saying, I can't hear God, I don't understand God, or whatever. Father in heaven, in Jesus' name, draw us closer to you. All right, the Bible says, draw close to me, I'll draw close to you. Again, answer right out of the Bible. And all these, all this artificial intelligence or whatever you want to call it out there, it will just load up more questions and fewer answers. So, amen. Praise the Lord. That's been the hour for today. Elvis, Thank you very much. Go what ahead. Shall we title this for the archive today? It was a great message. Let's just call it, let, let, let's say uh, AI, the new, uh, the new tree of knowledge, question okay. mark. New tree of knowledge. Excellent. Um, right. Elvis, tell people about how they can tune into your broadcast and how they can support your ministry. You know what, folks? What you can do is go straight to the Elvis Newhart Network on YouTube or the Elvis Newhart Network. Uh, uh, you can go to rumble.com forward slash. Uh, it's ENN. It's written like CNN, but it's ENN, right? So uh, uh, on YouTube, Google, BitChute. Just look up Elvis Newhart there. You'll come to the Elvis Newhart Network. We have hundreds of messages that cover many topics that help us on this. That's the place, best place to go. And all of our other information, how to support us, when we broadcast, and what we do is all right there uh, on the Elvis Newhart Network. We are the Church of a Thou- on a Thousand Hills. My friend, we love and appreciate you. Thank you for coming on today. Excellent message. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Okay, you take care. God bless. Thank you, Elvis. God bless you, brother. Bye-bye. Bye. Folks, stay tuned.